the morning. God bless you this morning. Praise God. Praise God. We appreciate Sister Melissa and Brother Walt for uh, leading our worship team and They had birthdays this week. They're getting older. Older. Amen. But we celebrate them today. God bless you. We love you all. Amen. Praise God. We love them. Well, as you know, today is Mother's Day. We are here today to celebrate mothers. Mothers are all about family. Amen. Most families, they are the glue that holds the family together. Now, you men are going to be in trouble for that when you get home because you just missed a good place to say amen. I'm going to give you another chance. (laughs) Mothers are the glue that holds the family together. There you go. That's wise on your part. In the days that we're living, uh, it has become necessary to define what family is because this culture has become confused about what family really is. But the Bible tells us much about family. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24, it says, Therefore man shall leave his mother or his father and his mother and join to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Many times, or many times this is stated throughout the Bible that whenever a man shall cleave to his wife and leave his mother and his father, and this begins the family. Throughout the book of Genesis, God tells us multiple times that we are to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Amen. And when it is done God's way, there is no stronger bond in the family than the strong bond between the husband and the wife. Amen. I did a marriage ceremony uh, last Saturday, and on the way home, I was thinking about the excitement of the wedding day. Everything is beautiful on the wedding day. Uh, The cake is beautiful. The flowers are beautiful. The dresses and the suits and got good food and music is wonderful and everything is just right in the world. And then this new life begins. But you know, I thought about if a man does 
what he promises on that day for his wife, any woman would be crazy to ever leave or look somewhere else. Goes something like this. Dearly beloved, we have gathered here today in the sight of God and all of these witnesses to join together this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Do you take this woman to be your bride to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for sickness and in health, for richer and poor, for as long as you shall live, say I do. He says, I do. And they lose their voice. Have you noticed that at weddings? They lose their voice. They can't talk. Uh, and, but, but if a man loves, honors, and cherishes in sickness and in health, for richer, for poor, forsaking all others as long as you shall live, uh, it, it, it would be foolish for that relationship to ever break up. Amen. And also for the wife to honor and to cherish her husband. This is the strongest band that there is, marriage, because it is not an agreement, it's not a contract, but it is a covenant. A covenant is forever. Now, good families have their problems. Can I get an amen? Covenant does not mean you're perfect. It just means you'll work through it. Have you ever noticed yourself being ugly to the people that you love the most? Y'all quiet up in here. I've been guilty of that right there. Amen. We sometimes will be kinder to a stranger that has no contact in our life, has nothing to speak into our life, probably won't ever see them again. But they do something and, you know, they, they run over us with a cart in the store. And we, and we say, oh, that's all right. It, the bleeding will stop after a while. And, and if, one of, if, if our wife or our child did that, we would go off like a siren. What in the world's wrong with you? Don't you watch? <laughs> Boy, you need to straighten up. What are you doing? You ain't paying attention. And we go off on them but we're nicer to a stranger sometimes than we are those that we love and love us. Husbands and wives discuss things that they don't agree on. And sometimes the discussion can get very loud. It's quiet. Crickets, crickets. But in the end... Because we're in covenant, we find mutual ground. We find agreement, something that we can move forward on. You know, kids aren't always, we, we celebrate them today. We honor them and God, the Bible's called them a heritage from the Lord. They're a blessing from God. And I agree with that. But, but, but there are times whenever kids, they just, they just can get on your nerve. They, they're fighting, they're, they're fussing, they're fighting over games, they're fighting over clothes, they're fighting over who gets this room or who gets this seat, where we're going to eat. Ain't it lovely? Amen. It's amazing to me. You can have 15 balls in a room and have two kids and they'll fight over one ball. <laughs> but that's kids, right? 
But at the end of the day, we're all family. Do you know that family is supposed to be a picture, a type, a reflection of the church? God ordained the family before he ever ordained the church because he wanted the family to be a picture of what the church is to be. Amen. And so all the way back in Genesis, he would ordain the family and he would tell Adam and Eve and to get together and they would begin to replenish the earth and to multiply. And then he would speak only into the New Testament with the church be birthed, but it was to be in a, a, a picture of what the family was and the family was to be a picture of what the church is supposed to be because we are family. Ephesians 5 and 25 said, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Verse 33, he said, "Love uh, Love your own wife as yourself and let every wife see that she respects her husband. And so this is the principle that will keep your marriage intact. This is the principle that will keep not only you uh, enduring marriage, but enjoying marriage. Whenever the husband will love his wife and the wife will reciprocate respect for her husband. Amen. Because, I, you know, and, and it's important that how that he breaks it down because... I don't know uh, any man that is married. Now, I don't know. Maybe there are some, but, but whenever you get into an argument, they, I, I, I've never heard of any man saying, all I need you to do is love me. Just love on me. No, he says, I need you to respect me. Trust me. Huh? But on the other side, the woman never comes in and says, I need you to respect me. She needs love from her husband because that's what is reciprocated that's the way God has created us and if we will love husbands will love your wife and wife you will respect your husband there will be a continual cycle of his love and his grace upon our relationship amen but you see families are going to fuss and have differences but what if the church were truly a family what if the church were truly a family? I'm not talking about, you know, in the, we, we've changed a lot of things through the years in the church. And I understand. And I'm, I'm not, I, I told you the other day that I, I'm not interested in, in, in preserving the past. But I, I understand that, that in the past days, the church was more like a family than it is today. And we've got, so, we've got so caught up, and I, you have to understand my heart maybe to hear what I'm saying today, but we've got so caught up on trying to, to get the church bigger that we forgot that if we're going to get bigger, we've also got to get smaller. The bigger we are, the smaller we must be. What am I saying? I'm saying the more people that we have in this family the smaller that we have to have, we got to have connectivity. We've got to have relationships one with another. Amen. And it's not out of some kind of uh, demand or some kind of you've got to do this. No, it's because we genuinely care for one another. Amen. 
But, it, but just excuse me for reminiscing just a moment. But whenever I was raised up in the church, folks called one another brother and sister. Now, I'm not suggesting to you that we go back to that. What I am suggesting to you is that that's how they seen one another. That they seen one another that if, if uh, you had a need, Brother Phil, then you're my brother and we work together for the need to be met. If my sister is in need, uh, she's my sister, so therefore we, we do whatever it takes for, for the supply to be there for my sister because she's my sister. Amen. But today it seems as though that we gather together on Sunday, but there's no connectivity through the week. There's no family taking place. But the church is to be just the family. We are to love one another like Jesus told us to. We're to have love one for another till, till we don't say that we love one another, we show our love. Amen. Today, we, we've come, my concern is this, my brothers and sisters, that, that we have come to a time that even when family comes to a place of need, we're not there for one another. People can have unfortunate situations in their life. They can have deaths in family and you, and you don't see nobody show up. To be there for family. We're to love one another. Amen. He didn't say if you could preach good, the world will know. He didn't say if you could prophesy or you would use in all nine spiritual gifts. He didn't say if you was the best teacher and holy potentate. Huh? How did he say that men shall know that you're my disciple if you have love for one another? He made it so simple so all of us could participate in just showing love for one another. He, he went on to say that, he, that we are to honor each other. Amen. It isn't just the laity honoring the leadership. It is about us honoring one another. Amen. There's a problem in the family whenever one family member can pass another family member almost bumping shoulders and won't talk to each other. There's a problem whenever we come together, but we don't celebrate one another. But I don't want to be anywhere where I'm tolerated. I only want to show up where I'm celebrated. Amen. And we've got to celebrate one another. We thank God for differences, huh? I, for one, am so thankful that it, nobody else on this planet is like Brian Matthews. <laughs> one of me is enough. If all this world was like me, it would be a boring place to live. Sure enough, I can tell you that straight up. But thank God that we're different. Thank God that we come from different backgrounds. We have different things that excite us. We have different things in our life that we're passionate about. And that causes us to be a strong family. Amen. 
And so we have to honor one another and honor what God has placed in one another. Show respect for one another. Amen. Encourage one another. How long has it been since you've had someone come up to you and encourage you? That ought to be an everyday occurrence, Brother Joe, in the family of God. We need to practice the gift of encouragement. Amen. I don't know about you, but I've, I've been lifted up a time or two when I've been down. When a brother or sister would just come by and speak a word of encouragement. Amen. In a time, in a situation, in a need, in your life. And, and we, we as family, we need to encourage one another. What God told the husband to do for his wife is exactly what God did for the church. He, he loved the church so much that Jesus laid down his life for the church. Amen. In fact, he, the, what it really has happened, he has married himself to the church so that he can have a family in the earth. Right? He has married himself to the church and we have become bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh and we have become his family in the earth. And he doesn't want a small family. Amen. We, whenever you get folks married and they're young, uh, how many have heard a lady say, I, I, I want 11 kids until they have one? Amen. And then I've heard some others say, if that second one would have been first, there'd only been one. <laughs> uh, because sometimes they can have all kinds of different personalities, right? And they can have the same mother and father, but they, their personalities are different. But, but, but the reality of it is God isn't that way. He hasn't changed his mind. In fact, he, he has told us that I want a family so large that, that you can't even uh, be able to number it. In Genesis chapter 32 and verse 12, he said, For you said, I will surely treat you well and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. God wants a big family. He wants a large church. He wants his kingdom to be large in the earth. Amen. He wants all of humanity to be a part of his family. He came that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. Amen. And so God has, wants to make covenant with each and every one of us. He wants to make covenant with us for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health, to love, to honor, and cherish until you're parted by death. What does cherish mean? What does it mean? The word cherish here means to protect and care for someone lovingly, to adore and to hold dear, to devote, to revere, to esteem, to admire. Wow, that's powerful, ain't it? To admire. God admires you. 
He cherishes you. He adores you. He created you fearfully and wonderfully. And there's no one else like you. And he's chose you to be a part of the family. He wants you to be a part of the family in the earth, but also the family in heaven. This is what God has coveted to do. And God doesn't break covenant. Amen. One of the reminders of his covenant is the rainbow. He reminds us when he puts it into the heavens that this is a covenant that I've made with you. And I don't know if I gave the media this chapter or not. Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 26. He said, and above the firmament that was over their head was the likeness of a throne as appearance of sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was a likeness as the appearance of of a man above it and I saw as the color of amber and the appearance of fire round about within it from the appearance of his loins even upward and from the appearance of his loins even downward I saw as it were the appearance of fire and it was had brightness around about as the appearance of a bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain so as the appearance of the brightness around about this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the lord and when i saw it i fell on my face and heard a voice from one who spoke god love king james but he said i've put a rainbow in the clouds And from his loins comes the fire, from above and beneath. There are seven colors in the rainbow. There's red. Red represents power. It represents enthusiasm. And so God says that I want you to... To understand my power, I want you to be enthusiastic about the covenant that I have made with you. So that whenever trouble comes, when the storms come, you remember who's got the power. And be enthusiastic even in the storm that I'm God and I'm going to take care of you. Amen. There's orange. It represents creative energy. Creative energy. Have you ever been in a place whenever you didn't know how to get out of? But God can create a miracle for you. He, can, he, he, he is the one that has creative power. And he wants to speak that into his family. That we are creative people. That we have a creative energy. That we are able to create things in the spirit. In the realm of the spirit. If daddy's got it. We ought to look something like daddy. Come on somebody. I'm thankful today. Praise God that my kids look like their mama. But I sure enough didn't want them looking like the mailman. Come on somebody. Amen. Amen. And I want to tell you that we ought to look like Father God. 
There ought to be enthusiasm in us. There ought to be the power of Christ living in us. There ought to be creative energy in our life that whenever the storms of life come, there is something inside of us that is creative and we understand that we are able to create miracles through the power of a living Christ. Amen. There's yellow, which means harmony. Alleviating confusion. I mean, no, we got enough drama in the world. We need some yellow. We need some harmony. We need, we need something that will eliminate all of the confusion. Have you ever known folks that, that whenever they walk in the room, it just gets confusing? <laughs> They just, they just blessed with that. But, but we need, in the family, we need some yellow. We need some people, praise God, that brings harmony, that, that causes uh, drama to be driven out of the family, and that just brings harmony and unity to the family of God. He put green in there. Green speaks of life. My goodness, have you noticed the last month how that life has come sprung forth? trees that look dead grass that if you didn't know any better if this is your first day week or year on the planet you'd think that the trees were dead and gone and never coming back the the grass would probably never have to be mown again but in God's creative power he brings life back to a thing right even and I'm telling you today that in the storm in that we're talking about the rainbow in the storms of life it may seem that life has gone that that it'll never be good again but thank God for a covenant a covenant God that will break make covenant with his family that says I'm going to give you life I'm going to give you health I'm going to give you an abundance because I am a living God glory to God and so I'm thankful for that today are you thankful for that Blue speaks of spirituality and peace. Be relaxed. It's my favorite color because I like to chill. That blue speaks to us of spirituality. That we as a family need to have a deep spiritual root. Huh? And if our It can really be said like this. However the family goes is how the church will go. How the church goes is how the community will go. How the community goes is how the region will go. How the region goes is how the state goes. How the state goes is how the nation will go. And it's all hinged in the family. It begins in the family. And if we don't have a spiritual root, if we don't have a based in the root of the word of God and in the, the spirit of God, then the, then the church will never function. It'll never be what it needs to be. Amen. And so we've got to work on the family to get the family what God intended it to be. Indigo or purple 
means wisdom. I mean, no, we need some wisdom today. We need wisdom on how to lead our families. We need wisdom on decisions that we make. That's right. We need wisdom in our life all of the time, but especially in the storm. God said, in my covenant, I'm promising you, I'm going to give you wisdom if you'll seek me. What did he tell Solomon? If you lack wisdom, ask of me. We can all make crazy decisions. Amen. Thank God for all four of you that's honest. I've made, it don't take me long to make a crazy decision. That's the reason I have to stay in prayer. Amen. We can make crazy decisions, but God said, I've got, this is the reason I've made this covenant with my family. Is if you'll seek me, then I'll give you wisdom. The last color in the, in the rainbow is violet. That God said in my covenant, I'll give you healing. Thank God for healing. Thank God for healing. I said, thank God for healing. Amen. Because you see, we need him in all of these areas. To the world, they look at it and they say, oh, that's beautiful. It's a rainbow. But to us, it is a covenant to a family that says, I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to supply all of your needs. I'm going to be power to you. I'm going to give you creative energy. I'm going to give you harmony. I'm going to give you life. I'm going to be the spiritual strength that you need. I'm going to be wisdom to you. And if you need healing, I've already healed your body. By my stripes, you are healed. But you know, the only part of God's word that works is the part you believe. And if you don't believe his word, then it'll never work for you. But this is God's covenant to his bride. And this is what his bride, the church, is supposed to look like in the earth. To be filled with all of the colors of the rainbow in our lives. Amen. We are created to be covenant people. First with God... And then with each other. Amen. Now, I know that there's some folk that say, I'm all about being in covenant with God, but I don't want anything to do with the rest of the family. Well, God had something to say about that too. I read somewhere, Pastor Dan, how can you say that you love your brother or you love God who you have not seen And that you do not love your brother who you have seen. I'm just a little leery of family that don't show up for family celebrations. We're in covenant for better, for worse, for richer, 
or poor, sickness or in health, no matter what is going on in our lives, we're to be there for one another. We are to be there to to love, to honor, to cherish. And I believe the reason that our prayers are not being answered is because we have broken covenant with one another. And the reason that we have not seen a breakthrough that has been promised in our own lives is because we have broken covenant. But when we are in covenant and in unity, where there is unity, there is a commanded blessing. Amen. Whenever you are, we are in unity, then there's the commanded blessing. So I don't have to try to get the blessing when I am in unity and in covenant with my brothers and my sisters. Where that is, there's a commanded blessing, which is life forevermore. Amen. He's speaking life into us. He's speaking blessing into us. And today I, I, I want us to understand the power of covenant, but I also want us to take into consideration that it doesn't just stop with the natural family, but we are to be in covenant with the spiritual family that God has given to us. So today I want to make a commitment to family. In the Old Testament, the Bible talks about the salt covenant. Have you ever read about it? The salt covenant, whenever people would enter into covenant and they would come into agreement, they would take a portion because back then salt was very valuable it was something that was very precious it wasn't just something that you threw on the sidewalk to to cause the ice to go away it wasn't just something that was haphazardly bought for a dollar at the store but it was very precious it preserved meat it had all kinds of different things that they they did with salt and so it was very precious And so they would take that salt and they would take a portion out of their pouch and they would put it into the one that they was making covenant with and and they would reciprocate that action back and then they would shake their bag and their salt would be mixed together so that you would not know one salt from the other salt. And they would come into a, and and, and that's just a very brief explanation, but it was to say to one another that I am as you are, you as I am, and we are in covenant and agreement together that we will never be separated or broken. Today, I want us to make a sand covenant. You seen people when they come to get married, That they pour their sand into a vase. Y'all ain't going to talk to me at all today, are you? They pour their sand into a vase. And it represented them separating just like the Bible said. They had forsaken their mother, their father. Not meaning that, you know, of course I don't need to go into that explanation. But but they separate themselves and now the two become one and now they are no longer two but they are now one and the sand that is poured in to that vase now they're not his and hers but we amen and so today i thought that on this 
Mother's Day, on a day that mothers, there's, you know, fathers, we, we love the family, but, but mothers, they just take it to a whole nother level. If you want, you want to see a woman go off, just mess with one of her kids. And you'll wish you hadn't. Huh? And rightfully so. But I just thought on this Mother's Day, I know that this isn't the traditional thing. And, and First Lady Renee, she usually talks to you and shares something wonderful in her life, like shopping or something else. And, 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 and it's always beautiful and wonderful. But, but today, I, I told her the other day, I said, I feel like God's just put this in my heart to do it today. To represent not only family households being in covenant, but us as a church being in a family covenant together. Where that we will say, we're going to take today and we've got the colors of the rainbow here. Ain't that amazing? They just showed up. Well, they didn't just show up. I ordered them and then they showed up. But we're going to pour, come up today we're going to gather and begin here in a moment and we're going to come around and we're going to pour our sand into this vase and as a spiritual family to say we're in covenant with one another that we love one another and then we're going to find some place to put this vase that it'll be a memory of the covenant we made today That when my brother or my sister is in need, I'm going to be there for them. Amen. Whenever I have opportunity, I'm going to encourage my brother and my sister. Let them know how wonderful they are. Let them know they've been a blessing. Let them know they've been an encouragement. Let them know that their life has been a witness or a help. And as the sands is the colors of this rainbow, this is not only a reminder of our covenant with God, but also our covenant that we are family. I wonder what impact we would have on the community if we would just be family no super duper preacher no wonderful this no bragging about that us just loving one another and being family what impact would it have on the world when they seen the kind of love that we are to have one for another in the house of God That's what I want. That's what I want. I want us to be covenant. And I want us to be family. Amen. If you're here today and you're not a part of the family of God, you can be a part of that family of God. It's very simple. Religion has made it difficult, but God made it very easy. He said, if you would believe in your heart, you would confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is is the son of God and raised from the dead and that he has bore your sins upon the cross. If you would confess that with your mouth, believe it in your heart, 
that he is raised from the dead, he said, then you are saved. That's how easy it is. Religion has said you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to do this. But, but Christianity is not like the occults. The occults, they say you've got to jump through all these hoops. And once you jump through all these hoops, then you can get into the family. But God said, just believe on the Son of God. Confess Him as your Savior and your Lord. And if you do that, you are born into the family. Amen. If you haven't done that today, I want to encourage you to do that today. As we celebrate the sand covenant. You can just come over here to one side or the other. And we'll pray with you. And invite you to be a part of it today. Amen. I want you to stand with me, please. I want my ladies to come and help me. What we're going to do here today is this aisle that they're coming down here right now. I want you to come out of that aisle on this side, these two. And then this side and this one here, if you would come out of this aisle and just come through here. We're going to take the first, as they're in line, we're going to take the sand and we're going to pour it into that vase. And we're going to, it's going to be a representation of our covenant today. Amen like for my family if they would to come and join me I would like to be first today just pouring this foundation into our covenant then if the rest of you would just come into the aisles on either side and just come around
sister, so take me by the hand. Together we will work until it comes. There's no foe that can defeat us, but we'll walk in side by side. As long as there is love, we will stand. Though my brother, you're my sister. So take me by the hand. Together we will work until it, till it comes. Oh, there's no foe that can defeat us. We'll walk in side by side. Oh, as long as there is love, we will stand. Oh, you're my brother, you're my sister. So take me by the hand. Till he comes, till he comes There's no foe that can defeat us But we'll walk in side by side As long as there is love, we will stay When we walk in side by side Well, as long as there is love We will stand You're my brother, you're my sister So take me by the hand Together we will work until it comes There's no foe that can defeat us When we walk in side by side well, as long as there is love, we will stand. You're my brother, you're my sister, so take me by the hand. Together we will work until it comes. There's no foe that can defeat us, but we'll walk in side by side. Well, as long as there is love, we will stay yeah. oh. Oh. You're my brother, you're my sister So take me by the hand Oh,
As long as there is love, we will stand.
us and that we have made with each other today. Amen. And Father, I pray that that covenant be manifest in our life each and every day. I pray, Father, that your blessings will overtake us and that we will be faithful not only to you, but to one another. And for this, we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. And amen. Come on, let's give him a good praise today. Hallelujah. one more thing we're going to do today. We're going to give some gifts away here to some mothers. Then we're going to let you go eat or do whatever you're doing today. give me a piece of paper. You know, we can't do this without Joyce winning something. It won't be a diamond ring, I promise. If you know Joyce, she likes her rings, but somebody give me a piece of pink paper off that table. Levi, can you get me a piece of paper, please? All right, we got some neat gifts this year, so no diamond rings. I'm sorry. Maybe that's what uh, Brother Joe needs to get you for Mother's Day. Oh. (laughs) He's like, I've done that enough. She has plenty. (laughs) All right. Our first gift goes to... The Bowen. Is she here? Lisa Bowen? (laughs) There she is. here. Megan Freeman. There you go. And the last one, who wants it? You? Oh, okay. Aiden wants it. He's not quite a mother, but okay. He can give it to his mother, right? Okay. Bonnie Maynard, one of the grandmothers of the baby dedicated today. Of course, we appreciate all of our ladies. We have some wonderful women here at the church at One Life, and we appreciate all of you that that sew into not just your family, but the children and the families here at the church because we are family. And I'm not going to break out into song or anything, but... We are family, and I uh, want to thank you. There are so many of them. Sister Simmons, who isn't here today, she's been under the weather with shingles and all that, but she's an awesome lady, so continue to pray for her. Um, we just have some awesome people. Sister Henry, thank you for all you've done throughout the kingdom for all these years, for being a mother, not just naturally, but as a spiritual mother of this house. And Fran, she's not here today. She's in Louisiana living life to the fullest. She's on the road again, so pray for her. But thank you all for being here today. Praise God. Let's stand together, please. 
Father, I love you. We thank you today for your faithfulness, for your love, your kindness, your mercy. We thank you for the covenant. And God, we just stand in that covenant agreement today. I pray that you bless every family that's connected to this family today. Let your favor smile upon them. Bless them in every area of their life. And God, as we go to our families today, I pray that you would just allow us to have a joyous time as we celebrate each other and celebrate family. And God, just specially bless the mothers today. And we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. God bless you as you go today. If you would like, if uh, mothers would like a picture, Jordan's out front by the trees and he's set up and ready to take a picture for you if you'd like.